Blog Talk Radio. Life is filled with interesting things. That's why I could never commit suicide. I'm having too much fun keeping an eye on you folks, watching what you do, human behavior. That's what I like. Humans do some really interesting things. Like besides killing ourselves, we also kill each other. Murder. And we're the only ones who do that, by the way. Humans are the only species on Earth that deliberately kills members of another species for personal gain. Or pleasure. Sometimes it's just fun. We're also the only species that deliberately kills members of another species for personal gain. Or pleasure. That's what hunters do. They kill for pleasure. That's us. Human beings. Interesting folks. Murderers. Here's an interesting form of murder we come up with. Assassination. You know what's interesting about assassination? Well, not only does it change those popularity polls in a big fucking hurry, but it's also interesting to notice who it is we assassinate. Did you ever notice who it is? Stop to think of who it is we kill. It's always people who've told us to live together in harmony and try to love one another. Jesus, Gandhi, Lincoln, John Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy, Martin Luther King, Medgar Evers, Malcolm X, John Lennon, they all said, try to live together peacefully. Bam! Apparently, we're not ready for that. Yeah, that's difficult behavior for us. Not too bright, folks. Not too bright. But if you talk to one of them about this, if you isolate one of them, you sit them down rationally, and you talk to them about the low IQs and the dumb behavior and the bad decisions, right away they start talking about education. That's the big answer to everything. Education. They say, we need more money for education. We need more, more, more books, more teachers, more classrooms, more schools. Uh, we need more testing for the kids. You say to them, well, you know, we've tried all of that, and the kids still can't pass the test. They say, oh, don't you worry about that. We're going to lower the passing grades. That's what they do in a lot of these schools. Now they lower the passing grades so more kids can pass. More kids pass, the school looks good, everybody's happy, the IQ of the country slips another two or three points, and pretty soon all you'll need to get into college is a pencil. <laughs> Got a pencil? Get in there, it's physics. Then everyone wonders why 17 other countries graduate more scientists than we do. Education! Politicians know that word, they use it on you. Politicians have traditionally hidden behind three things. The flag, the Bible, and children. No child left behind. No child left behind. Oh, really? Well, it wasn't long ago you were talking about giving kids a head start. Head start, left behind. Someone's losing some ground here. But there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason for this. There's a reason education sucks, and it's the same reason that it will never, ever, ever be fixed. It's never going to get any better. Don't look for it. Be happy with what you got. Because the owners of this country don't want that. I'm talking about the real owners now. The big, re the wealthy, the real owners, the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. They're, they're, they're irrelevant. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They've got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media, media news, all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. 
They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interests. That's right. You know something? They don't want people who are smart enough to sit around the kitchen table and figure out how badly they're getting fucked by a system that threw them overboard 30 fucking years ago. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want obedient workers. Obedient workers. People who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime, and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect it. And now they're coming for your social security money. They want your fucking retirement money. They want it back so they can give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. And you know something? They'll get it. They'll get it all from you sooner or later because they own this fucking place. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. And by the way, it's the same big club they used to beat you over the head with all day long when they tell you what to believe. All day long, beating you over the head in their media, telling you what to believe, what to think, and what to buy. The table is tilted, folks. The game is rigged. And nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. Good, honest, hard-working people, white collar, blue collar, doesn't matter what color shirt you have on. Good, honest, hard-working people continue. These are people of modest means. Continue to elect these rich cocksuckers who don't give a fuck about them. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't care about you at all. At all. At all. Man. You know? And nobody seems to notice, nobody seems to care. That's what the owners count on, the fact that Americans will probably remain willfully ignorant of the big red, white, and blue dick that's being jammed up their assholes every day. Because the owners of this country know the truth. It's called the American dream, because you have to be asleep to believe it. But say what you want about American folks. Yeah. You can uh, say what you want about Americans. You can call them smart, dumb, ignorant, innocent, naive, gullible, easily led, whatever you want. You're going to have to deal with them. You're going to have to deal with them because you're in the television business now. you got the all-suicide channel on cable TV. He's the T-Rex of political talk. Alex Jones on the GCN Radio Network. Chuck Norris joining us in the next hour to talk about the global government takeover taking place right now in Copenhagen, Denmark. The takeover of... And that's right, folks. I want to play a small little clip here uh, in uh, exposing the global corporations and uh, the crimes that are being perpetrated around the world right now, right before we, right as we speak, and as we foretold you and told you in the beginning of this year uh, what was going to happen with the wars and... Uh, how it was, how the new world order was coming about, and uh, now we're only probably maybe weeks away. Uh, what's going to happen biblically? Uh, no one knows. Uh, there's a lot of predictions out there that this could be it. Uh, you know, with the Red Army coming down from the north, we don't know. Nobody really knows for sure because that's what the Bible says. Nobody really does know for sure. But uh, we know the season, and right now we're in a very difficult time. And for those out there who are against 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 Israel on this matter, no. Anyone who sticks up for a disgusting enemy like Hamas, uh, anyone who is for raping children, beheading children, and these reports are true, uh, anyone who is for that, or and, and people say, well, what about the Palestinians? What about, they're not all like that. Listen, they allowed it. 
they allow it. They're shouting in the streets, death to America, okay? Death to the Jews. They're in the streets in Iran shouting death, okay? They want us dead. They don't like us, okay? They believe in an extreme ideology within their religion that is deception, okay? They befriend you. Okay, these people that call into these podcast shows that act like they talk real nice, but they're with their liberal and they're these uh, five percenters and these people that uh, they don't like you. We're the enemy. Okay, we have people marching in the streets right now in America, saying death to America. Okay, this is disgusting, disgusting. And for anyone to tolerate this is is terrible. But you better wake up. There's not much time left. Let me just read to you the actual... uh... A stability police force for the United States, justification and options for creating U.S. capabilities. And it says that a uh, Pentagon-run police force will run all the local police departments. Actually says it. Uh, Now, again, they propose it years after it's already in place. That's why they're putting Pentagon liaisons and all the departments, and CIA liaisons and the threat fusion centers. I mean, this is so illegal, so dangerous, so un-American. This isn't a red flag. This is a red volcano erupting. I mean, this is run for the hills bad. This is worse than North Korea, worse than Mexico, worse than communist China. I mean, this is complete federal death squads. And they state it's for the U.S. collapsing. See, the bankers are going to collapse everything. And a lot of people are only going to serve the government with that much more glee. A lot of people, as the tyranny intensifies through cowardice, will actually serve it and vitriolically praise it and convince themselves that they like it and that it's good while even at a conscious level knowing they're just cowards and they're scared to death of it. Very few times in my life have I experienced just the edge of that psychological phenomenon and then recoiled from it from my very core of of, of being a sentient human being. But that's what George Arwell talks about with Crime Stop and Doublethink in 1984, how people instantly see corruption, instantly see oppression, instantly see hypocrisy and tyranny and degradation, and then just spin it in their own minds that it's a good thing so they can feel like they're part of the system and have power over it. Because deep down, they are so deathly afraid of it. They think by laughing and smiling and and, and, and giggling and and, and having kind of an arrogant, haughty attitude that it gives them control over it. Just know this. Everything being set up by private Fortune 100 corporations, everything being set up by our criminal, illegitimate government, everything being set up by the U.N., Everything being pushed is a unified global agenda on record that is a 180 degrees the opposite of not just our Bill of Rights, Constitution, Declaration of Independence, but the Magna Carta, 
the Geneva Convention, the Ten Commandments, I mean, any moral yardstick by any angle, whether it be sociological, psychological, from the angle of anthropology, if we were a civilization 100 years in the future, looking back on this time, it would, it would clearly be stated this was a time of just absolute propaganda, mass drugging of the public, brainwashing, and tyranny. Going on in front of everyone, just, just outrageous crimes that the illegitimate global government practices and sets precedents to do whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want, with the media culture marinating the public mind in torture and abuse and slavery and degradation and humiliation and tyranny and packaging it in a sicky sweet envelope of we're the good guys we're the good people we're saving the world and it's only going to get worse i mean we we have just begun the plunge we just went off the cliff when you hit the bottom, when all of us hit the bottom, in the years to come, when we bounce on those rocks at the bottom, it is not going to look good. It is not going to feel good. Okay, right now we're just falling off the side. And a few of us have got our bloody fingernails into the side sliding down, just hopefully trying to find some purchase, hoping to find some place to grab hold. And spiritually obese and decadent people are hanging off of our legs, pulling on us, screaming, let go, let go, you're keeping us from heaven. And so don't worry, they're going to get what they want. <laughs> We're going to hit bottom. <laughs> and they're so brainwashed, so drugged out, so stupid, so cowardly. They've been brought through successive programs of intensifying Corruption, accepting corruption, accepting lies, that now they believe lies and evil are good and that good is bad. And so many people are going to love the tyranny. They're very childlike, very dog-like. It's like taking an old dog out that's got cancer, and you don't want to take it into the vet to have them put it down that way. You know, that actually scares them worse. They can smell the death in there. So you just walk them back on the back 40. You've already got their grave dug. You pat them a little bit on the head and stick the 243 rifle butt to the side of their face and smile at them and tell them you love them and pull the trigger. But instead, the New World Order doesn't love us. It enjoys putting a bullet in our head. But we're just like the dog, though, lovingly having no idea. You ever watch the footage of the Soviets and the Nazis running people they were going to execute into shallow grave pits? And they run one group of men in, and they dutifully bow to the soldiers as they run by, submissively with their hat in their hand, and, and, and show them how, how they run quickly and step over the dead bodies. And, and, and you know, because all they want is the approval of the authority figure, the uniform. They want the approval. Oh, blow my head off. Ooh, you're wearing fancy black boots. You've got little fancy, fancy buttons on your caps, like a king's crown. 
blow my brains out. I'm not going to run by you and grab you by the throat and try to rip your nose off. No, I'm not going to have any humanity to fight back. I'm going to run down into the pit. And that's what America is. You know, you look at those people in Europe and call them cowards. No, it's the peer pressure. Ninety percent of Americans would run their children into pits to have their heads blown off and would thank the officers who did it because they worship it. You want to live in a police state, you do. Drive down the road. Half the billboards I see are government admonishments. The government's the mommy, the daddy. It's bossing you. Spy on your neighbors. Don't abuse children. Don't smoke pot. Oh, do you have a gun? Oh, did you? There's an old lady missing because the government, it's the one that cares. It's the one that tells you about the old lady missing. Just all the message that they're the good guys. And you watch shows like Cops. Everyone's a white trash scum. Everyone's got drool coming out of their mouth and missing teeth. Everyone's guilty, and the cops are in fancy uniforms and all have their stuff together. And the image is the public's all a bunch of scum, and the police are God, and only they will save us. You know what happens in cultures where the police are worshipped? You die. You become slaves. <laughs> but you don't want to face that, do you? You just want to be throttled by government owned by big corporations, and don't worry, you are. They're going to take everything you've got. And they're going to take your sons' and daughters' minds. They're going to come home and preach at you about the global government and the carbon tax and rebuke you over your firearms or rebuke you when you try to discipline them. And they'll scream and beg to come home after the CPS takes them. But that won't matter because the news will never warn the other kids. And it will go on and on and on, being trampled on by tyrants. But don't worry, in this new system, you're going to get to trample people, though, when you spy on your neighbors and tattle. You won't care if you get trampled on as long as you can trample on somebody. That's right, and uh, it's happening right before our very eyes and uh, today. I mean, just look at the, the, the system that we're, we're having. We, well, let, let me, uh, again, furtherance right here. IQ Black Congoid is practicing his best moves to carve up his hapless, naive European hosts. There are millions of others just like him ensconced in Ireland, the UK, Spain, Portugal, France, Belgium, Sweden, Italy, Germany, and countless other European nations. The compromised, traitorous European politicians aren't listening. The people have had enough. Now do you understand why these politically green-lighted so-called refugees of fighting age have been arriving in Europe without women and children? They're ready to burn Europe if they don't get the easy life they wanted and told to expect, and if their host European society doesn't bend to their will, to sideline over 2,000 years of European high culture and remnant Christianity to make Europe more like home, which ironically they claim to have fled due to its insecurity, violence, and economic privations. The invaders have been herded into ghettos as we've seen in France and elsewhere in Europe. The civil upheaval looks opportune and spontaneous, which it's not. It's being led by mischief makers that are not black or Arab. The menace leads from the shadows in the rear, with money and influence peddling, which is the traditional currency of this tribe. 
The manipulator culprits are both unknown and unseen by the useful idiot invaders who are pushed and pulled with Hegelian precision to rape, riot, loot, and kill to serve the goal of destroying the white European civilization. But why now? And is this a spontaneous organic occurrence or planned, orchestrated, and meticulously executed? And if so, by who and for what benefit? That's what we're going to answer here as we draw together seemingly disparate events that bring us to what's happening today and where they're taking us, including who is the they. We name names. France has been packed full of invaders since the murder of Libya's Muammar Gaddafi by U.S.-backed rebel forces. Much of Europe has foolishly accepted the so-called refugees coming through an uncorked Libya, which previously held back a wretched African human river of economic refugees looking for a first world existence. Clueless, naive, liberal Europeans have foolishly embraced their destroyers to show they're virtuous, humanitarian, and not racist. The term racist and anti-Semitic have been weaponized. Racism and anti-Semitism is punishable by law in Europe. The Holocaust can't be questioned. Nationalism is reviled as being fascist and Nazi. Weak-willed, self-loathing European liberals cast themselves prone on the ground or take the knee to prove their superior virtue. Since when has hating your own race, culture, and heritage been a virtue? The answer is, since nationalism and one's white history has intersected with Marxist critical race theory, which has overtaken academia and infected public policy, corporations, the media, and popular culture. Marxism is Jewish in values, as was its author, Karl Marx. France's President Macron blames social media for France burning. We have news for him. It's the Africans and radicalized Muslims who have been transported to Europe through lawless Libya as the Mediterranean jump-off point to cross the sea to invade Europe. Behind these useful idiots are the puppeteers reshaping Europe in their image. Gaddafi warned this would happen if Libya was destabilized to serve Israel's interests. He called Libya the cork in the bottle of African discontent that would overcome Europe. Precisely that is happening. Obama, the unworthy Nobel Peace Prize winner, and Hillary Clinton did the U.S. neocons' bloody bidding in Libya. It was Hillary who murdered Gaddafi using American rebel-directed proxies. Overnight, the body of the dictator was placed on the ground for all in the city of Misrata to see for themselves. It's expected that he will be buried today in accordance with Muslim tradition, but that funeral may be delayed. And we're now seeing new images of those final moments before his death. In this video just released, there he is, crowds surrounding him. The last bloody moments of his life show him wounded and begging for mercy. He struggles, stumbles, and shouts as he fights against the enraged rebels. Haram Aleko, he says over and over, an Arabic expression that literally means, this is a sin for you. According to ABC's translators, it's generally used as a plea of vulnerability. Who can forget her cackle cry of, we came, we saw, he died. We came, we saw, he died. <laughs> that was the starter's gun for the European invasion. The cork was pulled out of the bottle. They knew what came next. They knew it. Libya was a war for Israel, as was Iraq before it, then Syria, and they're still trying to get a war going by sanctioning and goading Iran. 
These Middle East wars serve Jewish interests by destabilizing its Arab neighbors who united threaten the greater Israel project of occupying all that sits between the Nile and Euphrates rivers. The two horizontal blue lines on the Israeli flag denote the two rivers. The great Zionist plan for a greater Israel whose historical opponents have been white Christian Europeans. Christianity in Europe has nearly gone. Now it's time for the white race, hence the invasion of Europe. The 9-11-2001 Twin Towers destruction were two cordite wicks that set it all off. We now know 9-11 was a joint collaboration between Israel and its loyal American deep state Shabos Goys and Sayenem, which is the real U.S. government which most Americans are clueless about, let alone realize it's almost exclusively run by dual citizen American Israelis. America has a Zionist-occupied government. The CIA and Israel have collaborated before. They killed John F. Kennedy. Do you believe they murdered or were involved in the murder of your uncle? What have you come to personally? The CIA, yes, they were definitely involved in the murder and the, you know, and the six-year cover-up. His comparatively recent 2019 declassified correspondence of 1962 are written threats to Israel Prime Minister Ben-Gurion to cut off Israel for secretly developing nuclear weapons at Dimona in Israel was the catalyst that got him killed shortly after he issued the threats to Ben-Gurion. To make its nuclear weapons, Israel was using stolen U.S. technology and uranium-234, stolen from the New Mech enrichment plant in Apollo, Pennsylvania. Kennedy's threat to abandon Israel would have immediately signaled to Israel's Arab neighbors that the American military umbrella was gone. The then newly 14-year-old state of Israel would likely not have survived without American protection. The world knows Israel is covertly nuclear-armed. Yuval Steinitz is chairman of the Defense Committee in Israel's parliament. Why should the world tolerate you having nuclear weapons and not, say, Iran? First, again, we never uh, admitted to have such weapons. But the very comparison is, I must say, it's very insulting, and I tell you why. We suffered one Holocaust. We listened to our neighbors. Is it because of the Holocaust that you should be allowed to have nuclear weapons? You know what? This interview was finished now. Your attitude is so hostile. Israel refuses to allow International Atomic Energy Agency inspections or sign the treaty on the non-proliferation of nuclear weapons. In place, it maintains to nuke any neighbor in Europe of Israel is existentially threatened. It's called the Samson Option. Like Samson in the temple, he brought down the temple on himself to destroy his Philistine enemies. Ukraine is currently being ethnically cleansed for the backup homeland and refuge for world Jewry. Vladimir Zelensky is Jewish, as are the oligarchs who installed him with the backing, blessing, and resources of Jewish Victoria Newland, who is the undersecretary of the U.S. State Department. Nobody existentially threatens Israel without incurring regime change or consequences. Gaddafi and Saddam Hussein learned that. Indeed, before he was murdered, Gaddafi exposed Israel as Kennedy's killer with the CIA. JFK's assassination was just another joint operation predating 9-11. I will tell you, I found articles, not in any crackpot publication, but in very sophisticated publications saying, Forget Lyndon Johnson, forget the CIA, forget Fidel Castro, Mossad, Kennedy. The gentleman on my right is, is 
is Martin W. Sandler and Marty Welcome. The uh, prolific Mr. Sandler has written and published more books than his age. Two of those have been nominated for Pulitzer Prizes. E. Marty is justifiably proud of his six books in the Library of Congress. Marty has also won five Emmy Awards for writing and producing. Marty, firstly, I must compliment you on the incredible variety of letters that you have selected. There are some just remarkable gems. Jill Abramson, who is executive director of the New York Times, wrote 10 days ago that an estimated 40,000 books have been published since the president's death. So, given the broad scope of the subjects you have tackled, why President Kennedy and why now? It was my conviction before I started this project that one could probably tell more about John F. Kennedy, the man, John F. Kennedy, the president, and the incredibly turbulent times in which he lived through, the, through letters. A very surprising series of letters between Kennedy and David Ben-Gurion, not only the prime minister, premier of, of Israel, but the founder of Israel, in which they're very angry letters, in which uh, Kennedy um, is saying to Ben-Gurion, I'm killing myself trying to get a nuclear test ban treaty. I've even got the gall on board, and that's impossible. And you keep testing in Demona. You've got to stop. And then Ben-Gurion, ben in so many words, says, it's easy for you to say sitting in Hyannisport. I'm sitting with the Arabs all around me, and you want me to give up nuclear, uh, nuclear testing. And Kennedy threatens him. And he threatens him in such a way that Ben-Gurion designs. And I will tell you that I found articles, not in any crackpot publication, but in very sophisticated publications saying, forget Lyndon Johnson, forget the CIA, forget Fidel Castro. The Mossad killed Kennedy because they were so upset over what he did to Ben-Gurion. Today's Shabtai Shabit, who is the former head of the Mossad, and if you uh, uh, know what the Mossad is known for, we're going to get right into it. Thoughts on uh, Soleimani being taken out and uh, Mohsen Fakhrizadeh being taken out, the number one nuclear scientist. When that happened, what did you think about? Like, where did your mind go when you saw uh, Ghassan Soleimani and, and uh, Fakhrizadeh being taken out? I, I, I'll tell you what, uh, what went through my, uh, my mind. The notion that, that when we did similar or identical operations like these in the past, no one in the world knew about them. Very interesting. Very interesting. So, so in other words, you wouldn't have taken credit for it. I would have, and I, not only that, I would plan it in such a way that I have the deniability even after the event.
where did he get the weapon? Where are the others getting their weapons? They're now showing up all over France and Europe. Who is transporting guns and strategically placing them in the hands of the ghetto-bound European invaders? These weapons are a useful spin-off of the Ukrainian morass to arm millions of European invaders of fighting age. Ukraine should be called the useful war. That's why America is funding it. These are images of zoo animals roaming the streets of Paris. Lions, zebras, elephants, and more. Animals don't open their own cages. Zookeepers' keys are needed to open cages and herd animals to exits into the city streets. This is the work of state actors or those fomenting social disruption to terrorize and traumatize the population with fear. So people accept a state of emergency or martial law while curbing freedoms on the desired path to social and economic collapse for creative destruction. Destroy the old and wipe away existing power structures for new ones without the need for messy democratic consent. You know this plan by its Gentile name. The World Economic Forum's Great Reset. Nothing is hidden. It's all in plain sight as required by revelation of the method for the consent compact that rules human affairs beyond governments of men. We've repeatedly been told by the Jews like Barbara Spector that Europe will not survive unless it ceases to be mainly white and homogeneous, which means becoming miscegenated and multicultural, which is code for mixed-race mulatto and white replacement. That's what the invasion and all the race-mixed ads you see nowadays are about. Can I help you, mate? Do you think these glasses suit me? No. Oh, right. <laughs> Should have gone to Specsavers. Take the guesswork out of choosing glasses. The media is jamming it down our throats. We never ever saw these ads before in mainly white majority nations. Jewish Hollywood is bringing up the rear with miscegenated movies and television programs as is popular culture and transnational corporations who, when not promoting LGBTQ issues, have their marketing depict miscegenated mixed race families, which are the rare exception and not the norm. The races have always sought out their own kind and blood for security and comfort. It's coded into the DNA of humans. People gravitate to what's like them. What's not like them represents a potential threat in times of stress. This also happens within racial groupings. For example, the Tutsi and Hutu people of Uganda. It's repeated in India, China, the Americas, and worldwide. Manufactured, brotherly, nurtured unity cannot overcome human nature and DNA when society is stressed. It's why assimilation between the races doesn't work unless it involves miscegenation wherein race is extinguished. That's exactly the plan for Europe, white replacement. This isn't to say that each race of people doesn't have value. They absolutely do for their uniqueness, but in their own nation and culture. To force race mixing extinguishes the uniqueness of true human diversity. Let's make that clear. To encourage races to run away from their nations instead of nation building is wrong. It condemns those who remain at the expense of those who fled, usually for selfish economic reasons. Transnational corporations have been press ganged into the Great Reset. They're directed and harmonized in lockstep by adherence to ESG, DEI, and CEI corporate scores needed to access the capital and finance of the mischief makers who are biblically known as the Jewish 
money lenders. The Jewish-led $20 trillion BlackRock is just one of a host of similar Jew-led investment houses and banks where the tribe dominates. Money runs the world through power, and that's precisely what they're doing now. The Holocaust narrative and anti-Semitism epithets mean we now can't even ask questions about what they're doing or their disproportionate power and influence relative to their small numbers in host nations. Europeans have been totally silenced and dare not point out the unseen culprits of the mischief and menace they're experiencing. The black, Arab, and Muslim invaders of Europe against their white hosts mean we don't see the Jewish mischief makers in Europe, let alone those in Ukraine at the moment. We don't see the Jew. It's no coincidence that chief global mischief makers like George Soros are Jewish, nor is it a coincidence Soros is a money maven, as most are. Money magic is a fiction most people don't comprehend. They have no idea the true nature of money and how it's brought into existence and extinguished to control the affairs of men and direct discipline individuals using debt. Most people are to focused on daily existence and their debts to work out who owns them and is pulling the strings. White replacement is real folks. And it's not just in Europe. It's your own future. Open your eyes. And moreover, look whose interests are being served by the upheaval we've been witnessing. And the white replacement, which they deny, deny, deny. But we can plainly see with our own eyes because we're experiencing it. Europe is living it. You'd better wake up real fast. There is an undeclared war on you, your race, culture, and way of life. That's what you're seeing in Europe, and that's what you're going to see closer to home with turmoil brought about by events and changes you could never have imagined possible. Wise up. With a racially atomized Europe and the Middle East in constant turmoil, Israel and the Jewish diaspora are free to fill the power vacuums where they don't already control. The Greater Israel Project will encounter no opposition in the Middle East or from Europe with the white races decimated. America was controlled long ago with a Zionist-occupied government that fights and finances wars for Israel. The alternative is Jewish nuclear weapons. From Greater Israel, it's a mere formality to world conquest as promised and directed by the Jewish Talmud. Talmudic Jews believe they're destined to rule the world as the rightful inheritors. These are not our words. Jewish supremacy is ardently believed by Jews. They truly believe they're chosen. They're convinced they're chosen to rule the world. Because their numbers are comparatively small, they pit non-Jews or Gentiles, as they're known, against each other to destroy each other. And Jews fill the vacuum they don't already control. Divide and conquer. They're always careful you don't see the Jew. That's why they have a practice of assuming names and identities of their hosts while never really assimilating. That's how the wandering Jew and their identity has survived for thousands of years without a homeland until they proclaimed Palestine as Israel in 1948. Jews had a tenuous hold on Israel until Ben-Gurion covertly nuclear armed it. Now the only tangible threat is white Europe. It's why Israel's Samson nukes are pointed at Europe. The Holocaust narrative is about white Christian Europeans and their history to expel or exterminate the Jews for the mischief and menace they've caused since engineering the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and before. The Jewish claim of persecution is why Hitler is so important to Jews to manufacture white guilt and fuel perpetual rank-and-file Jewish fear. Hitler has been the Jewish lightning rod since World War II. 
the Nazis, are their proof of a Holocaust, when in truth it's just a narrative kept alive by a Holocaust industry. It's a narrative that today cannot be questioned under the threat of jail in much of Europe and increasingly around the world by the introduction of hate speech laws, which are really designed to protect the Holocaust, which provides cover for Jewish criticism for their mischief and menace. Um, often when there is dissent expressed in the United States against policies of the Israeli government, um, uh, people here are called anti-Semitic. Uh, what is your response to that as an Israeli Jew? Well, it's a trick. We always use it. When from Europe somebody is criticizing Israel, then we bring up the Holocaust. When in this country people are criticizing Israel, then they are anti-Semitic. And the organization is strong and has a lot of money. And the, the ties between uh, Israel and the American Jewish establishment are very strong. And they are strong in this country. As you know, uh, they have power, which... Okay, they are talented people and they have power, money, and media, and other things. And their attitude is Israel, my country, right or wrong. They identify fiction. And they are not ready to hear criticism. And it's very easy to blame people who criticize certain acts of the Israeli government as anti-Semitics and to bring up the Holocaust and the suffering of the Jewish people. And that, that justifies everything we do to the Palestinians. Jews use never again as their rationale for all the mischief they create for non-Jews. It's their reason for self-defense, just as anti-Semitism is self-defense for non-Jews. Get rid of the European white Christians once and for all using Muslims, race-mixing white Europeans, and it creates unreconcilable internal strife, and the eternal white European threat to Jews is neutralized, as is nationalism, which is the enemy for Jews. That's what you're seeing in Europe. The rise of the far right is the only glimmer of hope for white Europeans to save themselves, but they'll be equated to Nazis by philo-Semite white race traitors. European state security apparatuses will be used to attempt to crush the white rescue operation. This will lead to even more civil unrest in Europe. Europe looks like it has Middle East and African problems, an irreconcilable clash of civilizations, but Jews have fomented it and are now exploiting the division they engineered. Gaddafi warned Europe. Jews are at the center of it, as Barbara Spector will soon admit to you. And Europe has not yet learned how to be multicultural. And I think we're going to be part of the throes of that, of that transformation, which must take place. Europe is not going to be the monolithic uh, uh, societies that they once were in the last century. Jews are going to be at the center of that. It's a huge transformation for Europe to make. They are now going into a multicultural mode. And Jews will be resented because of our leading role. But without that leading role and without that transformation, Europe will not survive. You're white, then you suspect the black man. Yep. If you're black, you suspect the white man, and they know that. Yeah. They know that, and the and they know that because the minute they can get that going between that black guy and that white guy, the Jew becomes invisible. No one sees the Jew anymore. It's the end of days. You're going to need the iron of Hisav, which represents Edom, which is the West, uh, Europe, and the Americas to get intermixed with Ishman, which is basically Arabs.
and, and Muslims. How in the world was this ever going to happen? It's not for this refugee crisis. At the end of the day, you're going to have this intermixing between Esav, Edom, which is the West, and the East, which is the Muslims and, uh, um, and, and the Arabs, making this through this influx into the world. They're going to have a far larger birth rate than the indigenous people there, and they're going to sort of conquer by number. And there are many different sources for this, where there will be many, many people killed and so on and so forth. So the idea of having these refugees come into Europe, it's no longer a matter of whether it's right or wrong. It's just simply a fulfillment of what it was meant to be all along. It's a fulfillment of the Rehazan and the prophecies. This has to happen, and this is just another sign that we are nearing, you know, the completion of the sequel of the entire world. But we know one thing, right, that when it comes to the classic Rome, you know, which is Europe, they're finished. And you don't have to be a prophet or a great analysis for that. You have to open the view, the, 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 the TV or the Internet and see that exactly what was prophesied then, that the sons of Ishmael are going to go and cause, cause havoc around the world. So France is completely barbecued. England is next. Now half of Europe is completely com- uh, 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 half dead. Now look what's going on in America. So, you know, uh, now in a country ne- near you. Asking what's going to be with the Goyim when Mashiach comes. Will they be destroyed and annihilated? Someone asked who cares. Okay. As a nation, they'll cease to exist, even as individuals. Every individual, no survivors. Not only as a nation, they'll cease to exist, even as individuals. In modern terminology, they call it cultural genocide. <laughs> they'll be annihilated, but they basically learn there's going to be cultural genocide. And you know what, the Goyim, the Goyim as they exist as Goyim, if they ask them, that's oh, done with. Bustle the bustle. There's something crazy about this world. We went to war with Iraq because we thought they had nuclear weapons. But Israel, we've known that they've had them for the past 18 years. That's the Negev Desert, and that's the Demona Reactor. The signs on the fence say no photography, and I'm not inclined to push our luck at the moment. Six levels below ground, the Israelis had built a plutonium reprocessing plant, a nuclear bomb factory. To this day, Israel still refuses to acknowledge its existence. In 1986, the Nunu duped Israel's vaunted security apparatus and smuggled a camera into the secret Demona plant. His photographs exposed the world's greatest nuclear cover-up. What he showed was that Israel's nuclear arms program was far bigger and much more powerful than anyone had even dreamt possible. Enough material every year for 10 bombs. The Israeli government simply lied. To this day, the Israeli government defends its actions. Yuval Steinitz is chairman of the Defense Committee in Israel's parliament. Why should the world tolerate you having nuclear weapons and not, say, Iran? First, again, we never uh, admitted to have such weapons. But the very comparison is... I must say, it's very insulting, and I tell you why. 
We suffered one Holocaust. We listened to our neighbors. Is it because of the Holocaust that you should be allowed to have nuclear weapons? You know what? This interview was finished now. Your attitude is so hostile. Associated with you should be arrested. What? 
you can't arrest people because you think they're something. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. I never liked Newt Gingrich. Never liked him at all. Couldn't. I can't stand him. He's another George Bush idiot. And I can't. I never liked George Bush either. You know. I mean, that's just that's that that is new world order talk right there. Arrest somebody because you think they're involved with or they're associated with. You, nobody should be arrested because of their association. Guilt by association. No way. That's terrible to have that type of thinking. Shame on you. Shame on anyone who has that type of thinking. We live right now in very, 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 uh, I mean, serious times right now. I mean, I just don't know how else to express it. I'm not going to sit here and say, see, I told you, because we have been telling you for a long time now about the New World Order and what's going on and the things that are happening around the world, and, and this is the things that we've been talking about. We are in serious trouble. The United States is, I mean, they're going to pull the economic carpet right out from underneath us real soon. I just don't know if we're going to make it to the next elections. I just don't know. I mean, we, have, we, we I don't know if we're going to get through October yet. I mean, the way things are shaping up right now. I mean, it's, it's some serious stuff. And don't go to Fox News for all your information because you're not going to get it. I mean, if you want to, you know, get t- t- little bits and pieces, okay, that's fine. But you're not going to get the truth from these places, these corporate media. All you're going to get is pictures and entertainment associated with the news stories that you're trying to find the truth. So, you know, I, I, all I can tell you is, is, is just be alert. Um, you know, be prepared. Make sure that you're in touch with your community, if you can, and 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 and, and be ready because anything can happen at any moment right now. The way things are shaping up, it's very scary times right now. And I, I'm like this. Look, I'm in shape right now. I'm all for. Let's say if there's going to be a war, if we're going to be standing up against evil, if there's going to be a fight, let's do it. Let's get it over with already. Let's go. I want to stop talking. I want to live in peace for once. I want to live in, you know, I want to live free. I mean, I'm sick and tired of this battle, this this constant battle. I mean, there's always going to be a battle against good, good and evil, but it's just getting out of control now. I compared 30 years ago to today. Wow, what a, what, what a, I mean, just think back 30 years ago how things were, and compare it to today. Wow, what a difference our world has is looking. The shapes of our world and the things, way things are going and how things are going, the trends and what people are talking about. Look at the prices out there, the economy. For God's sake, look at the cost of everything. It's terrible. I mean, everything you pay for today, you should be complaining, complaining and stomping your feet. This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, man, these prices. For food, for supply, for any everything, it's just off the chain. It's despicable. And the Federal Reserve and the Fed and the Fed. 2008, we saw this starting to really take shape, and we were all out there shouting, "And the Fed, wake up, people, wake up, wake up!" And everybody was laughing at us. And the Fed, <laughs> you know, look now, look, and 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 it's gonna get worse. You think gas prices are going to get better out there? Three fifty a gallon—that's good. No, it's going to be six dollars a gallon. Six dollars a gallon by springtime. Mark my words. I'm telling you right now, if not worse, it's going to get bad, really bad. Prices are going to soar. 
I mean, they're already soaring, but they, wait, you ain't seen nothing yet. Wait till after Christmas. Oh, my Lord. Like I said, if we make it that far, you ain't seen nothing yet. It's full speed. We've got to wake up. If anything, we should be impeaching a lot of these politicians. We should be moving them out of office. Our fiscal responsibility, we should be our monetary system. We should be fixing things, and we're not doing anything out there in our communities but having meetings and creating more groups and doing this and doing that. that, that that's amounting to nothing. We need to be unifying and coming together. I asked the other night, you know, where is everybody on the podcast show? You know, when one of the people said, well, everybody knows everything. They know we've talked about it, you know, and yeah, yeah, but we've got to stay connected, we've got to stay networking, we've got to stay communicating with each other, we've got to, we've got to continue working and, 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 and coming up with fresh ideas and plans and how to move forward, we've got to stop this, well, everybody's waiting for the next election, I don't think, we, we don't have time to wait, we've got to move. We've got to be interactive. We've got to be interchanging ideas. We've got to be uh, interacting and, and putting things into motion in place, writing complaints, letters, emails, protesting, being active, uh, uh, activism. I mean, we've got to be out there doing this. We have to. And I know people are out there struggling. I know. I understand that. I understand that prices are, are squeezing everybody to the hilt that they just can't afford it. Well, you know, it's time to cut back. You know, get rid of the little fancy laptops. Get rid of the, fame, the, the, the new Apple phones. You don't need them. This Christmas when they come out with these new toys, don't buy them. Don't buy them. Don't participate in this corporate scheme. Don't participate. Don't feed into it. You know, stop with the invitations and the entertainments if you can. Stop. Stop. Stop the madness, man. You know, knock it off. And the people out there that are hoarding stuff and they don't give and they don't help and they don't share and they're not partaking and they're not patriots, shun those people. Put them in their place. They're not your friend. They'll sell you out. They'll rat you out and they'll watch, you, they'll watch your head get chopped off at the guillotine. They're not your friend, these, a lot of these people out there. If they're, not, if they're not with us, they're against us. Simple as that. If they're not with God family, country, these people out there that want to support abortion. These people, I was on a show last night, this this liberal dance show. I was with there with a couple of people from this podcast. We were arguing with people in the chat in, in their chat room. People said, well, why did you do that? Because that's good. That's what we need to do. Because there's other people that are watching. And there's other people out there that can wake up still. And there's other people that are out there wanting to join in the battle and the fight. That's why it's important to engage. Engage them. Tell them like it is. Ask. I, I, I wish there was a couple people on here right now on the phone line that could tell you what transpired last night. They, they couldn't stand the fact that I was in there, that chat room that they had, these liberals. These liberal people, you've got to be nuts to have that type of mindset today, to have a liberal. These liberals live in a different universe. They have to lie all the time to make their points. They have to lie. There's nothing they say that's truthful, nothing. All they do is lie. Everything they talk about, everything they do, these Marxist communist agendas that they have. I can't, they're arguing about socialism last night. Why is socialism bad? We're arguing with one of the people in the chat room, one of the people from this show. I, I, you know, the Second Amendment's bad. Second Amendment's bad. Incredible that we would allow, that we're allowing this today. We would never have allowed this years ago. I, I mean, just think about it. 
Can you imagine? I remember back in high school, if I heard people, if people like that were talking like that openly, oh, man. We just don't, wouldn't tolerate it. But we tolerate it today. We think it's normal. It's not. We've got to come together and join together and, and, and stop with the conspiracy crap, too. A lot of us out there jump on these conspiracy bandwagons. The aliens are coming and this and that. Stop it. Stop the nonsense. Stop it. All right? Stick to the facts. Stick to the truth. And stick to what you know and what we, we know and what we can prove and what's going to happen and what we see happening. Stick to the stuff that really matters. Don't jump on these bandwagons, these big conspiracy theories and, and the, and the, and the drag, slay the dragon crap. All right? You know, Noah's flood and it's getting back to that and there's the aliens amongst the shapelifters. Come on, stop it. You know? Stop it. Stick to, you know, because to these new people out there, maybe some of us understand what you're talking about, but others out there don't. And they're going to think you're a nut job. So, you know, you got to be careful. And be careful what, when, you, when, you're in, when you're in speech. You don't have really have free speech anymore in this country. You have to be careful. Because you, you, they'll, they'll snatch you up. You know, they'll kidnap you and throw you in a concrete box. You got to be careful. You know, I mean, it's it's we're to the point where it's fight, 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 no matter what now, and go all out. I mean, I think that's where there's no more. You know, I'll I'll be taken alive. I mean, it's, we're to the point now where things are just out of control. Six five seven three eight three zero six one six. Press number one if you want to uh, participate in the conversation here tonight. I know I did a show here just uh, uh, without many people knowing. I know Tuesday night they had the blog talk was down. And uh, we didn't really have too much there to. Uh, there's nothing I could do about it. We were supposed to be on the. Lib- we were supposed to do the liberal Dan debate Tuesday night. It was going to be really good. I mean, we had a, a full house scheduled. It was going to be really good to demonstrate the liberal woke agenda, how insane it really is. I mean, we really were going to expose that. Uh, had it all set up, and blog talk goes down. So, uh, sorry. Um, see what happens. See if we can get it rescheduled. Um, I'm always open for it, ready to go. I mean, I had Sarge. Sarge was going to be uh, my partner that night as we took on, and then uh, Liberal Dan was going to have a few of his people on, and, and of course him, and we were going to go back and, you know, discuss what we talk about, you know, with, from, and we were going to listen to the opposing side and have, a, a, you know, an honest discussion with a moderator, you know, a moderation, not where people are yelling at each other and screaming over each other and, and not getting anywhere. No, we were going to have a, it was going to be a good one. We had something really, it was a, uh, Really, it would have been really good, but we missed out because blog talk messed up. Oh man, just my luck too. But anyway, like I said, six five seven three eight three zero six one six. If you want to join in, now's the time to do it. Um, like I said, cause I did not plan uh, the uh, podcast here tonight. I'm going to get to the let's do Israel's northern front heats up uh, as uh, rockets from Lebanon. So uh, let's get to down to the wire on this one here. Play a couple couple minutes, about two minutes, 30 seconds of this, see what's going on here, and uh, stick to the current events. And uh, if anybody wants to check in, like I said, i got about six or seven callers on the line here tonight. Nobody's pressing one. So, And I don't know why. I used to always average about 15 to 20 callers. It's been down to seven. Since, as soon as I said, said I averaged 15, 20 callers, it's gone down. I've been under 10 ever since then, under 10 callers. <laughs> Maybe people can't get through. I don't know in Gaza, is there any word on the ground assault? 
Right, Rudy. Thanks for joining us right now on Beyond. Please stay safe. We'll continue our rolling coverage of the Israel-Hamas conflict. The world stood up in rapt attention when China mediated a deal to restore ties between Saudi Arabia and Iran this year, signaling its desire to be a diplomatic heavyweight in West Asia. But the limits of Beijing's ambitions is now put to death amid the unfolding crisis in Israel and Gaza. Well, China is the Arab world's largest trading partner since 2020, accounting for more than $330 billion in two-day trade in 2021 alone. It has been the region's largest energy importer since 1993, importing more than 70% of its oil and 40% of its natural gas, with Saudi Arabia alone accounting for 20% of the total. Well, China used this to its very advantage, making West Asia an important destination for its Belt and Road Initiative. In 2022, West Asian countries expanded their cooperation with China and received about 23% of China's BRI engagement. More than 200 large infrastructure and energy projects have also been completed. Now, in pursuit of a peaceful West Asia, to further its uh, interests, especially oil imports, China has started embarking, China has started carefully rather balancing its non-interference policy in a bid to mediate in the regional conflict there. The biggest diplomatic success being the Saudi Arabia-Iran deal in March, an initiative that was hailed world over with rival Shia Sunni countries uniting for the first time since diplomacy known dies in 2016. Well, China's ambitions in West Asia are being put to the test, like I mentioned earlier, especially in the wake of the Israel-Hamas conflict, which has seen more than 1,700 people dead on both sides of the war. And reacting to China's response, visiting U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer told China's Foreign Minister Wang Yi in Beijing that he was very disappointed by the Foreign Ministry's statement. I was very disappointed, to be honest, by the Foreign Ministry's statement that showed no sympathy or support for Israel during these tough, troubled times. I thank you again. We look forward to our discussion. And as China tries to play a balancing act as the Israel-Hamas war rages on, it's litmus test for China and its relations with West Asian countries. As Israel orders a complete seizure of Gaza, it has also been bombarding the area of Rafah border crossing between Gaza and Egypt. Now, as for reports, the border has been hit at least three times in the last 24 hours itself, and it has disrupted the operations at the crossing. Rafah is the only possible crossing point into Egypt's Sinai Peninsula. The rest of the densely populated Gaza Strip is surrounded by the sea to the west and Israel to the north and east. And that means the only way out for Gazans is to flee to Egypt in south. As per reports citing Egypt and Gazan officials, the strike forced a partial closure of the border on Monday. They forced trucks carrying fuel and goods for the Palestinian territory to pull back. 
All right, Mr. Hadith, Hadith, there. I wanted to get to the facts there on China there on that one. But let me get the call here. i got to make a phone call here on... Uh, Get to the uh, pull this number up here. Let me make a phone call here. I got to call. See if I can get a hold of anybody here. Um, see if I can get the number up here on this one. We got to put this on the light here. Let's see here. All right, let's call. Where's my call thing? It's not coming up. There it is. Okay, there it goes. Shoo. Let's call one of these criminal corporations here that I've got to. Got some business here to expose them since I don't have anybody. I've had a couple of private callers press one, uh, but that wasn't Sarge. I was looking to see if it was Sarge. It wasn't Sarge, so and it was some other whack jobs calling in. So, all right, let's see here. Eight eight two eight. Oh, okay. Let's call Amazon. See if I can get a hold of them. Hi, welcome to Amazon customer service. I'm here to help you first by finding your account then by asking you a few questions to get the right help. Just so you know, this call may be recorded to provide you with the best support. Let's verify your account so I can better help you. We can do that through a text message and it only takes a second. I've got your phone number pulled up here. Can I send you a text message to verify your account? No. Verifying your account will expedite the time it takes to resolve your concern. Can I quickly send you a text message to verify your account? I just told you no. No. Verifying your account will expedite the time it takes to resolve your concern. Can I quickly send you a text message to verify your account? No. Now, I'd like to know how I can help you. You can take your time and talk to me, just like you would with a person, and I'll ask questions if I don't get it. So, tell me, why are you calling today? Calling about my Amazon publishing account. Sure. To get you to the right agent, can you please say a few words about what you need help with? Missing royalty payments. Thanks. I'll get someone to help with this. Thank you for dialing Amazon customer service. We are experiencing high call volumes and our wait times are several minutes. You may want to consider using our click-to-call feature where our next available agent calls you so you don't have to wait on hold. To use this feature, please hang up and visit Amazon.com help and click Contact Us. Otherwise, please continue to hold for the next available agent. Just a moment. An associate will join you shortly.
and this is the only number that's available to call. And you guys will get the logistics, the people that are listening in will be able to get the logistics of why I'm calling them, exposing this nonsense. But these people are, they're something else. They're terrible. Terrible. And anyone who shops at Amazon should be ashamed. I mean, and I got a product there on Amazon. I'm telling you, not to shop there. But this, yeah, we did this back in, uh, hang on, let me turn off the music here. We did this back in 2018, actually. And if you go back and listen to it, I think it was December of 2018. I think it was December 18th, 2018, I did a show where we called Amazon. And it's one of the most downloaded shows that I've ever done, actually. And uh, Amazon openly admitted that they don't care about the customer. <laughs> I mean, they openly admitted to this. Representative. Oh, when they talk, that's when the app goes on. Okay. All right. Okay, we'll wait here. Amazon, the best in the new world order. Amazon. Good old Amazon. Let's see here. Come on, Amazon. I know you're listening. Amazon. Amazon. And if any of you out there have had horror stories from Amazon, I mean, uh, they're, they're terrible. Remember when Amazon first came out? Anybody remember? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, how how that's changed over the years now. Now everything's done. Now you guys send you a text message to verify your your account. It's it's, it's nonsense. That's at the same time they were doing that uh, the uh, GPS location thing. They were going around to everybody's home. Hi, thank you for calling Amazon. Nope. My name is Jean. May I have your name, please? Yes, my name is Joseph Gibson. Oh, hi, Joseph. Can you provide me the email address on your Amazon account? Well, there's, there's, there's no, there's, I, it's about my seller's account, my Amazon seller account, uh, my publishing account that I have for my royalties that I get. One, one question would be the royalties that I receive for a book that I have listed on Amazon, actually. And uh, so, are you going to be able to help me with that? Uh, let me just double check that one for you, okay? I didn't hear you. What? Uh, yeah, let me just uh, double check what are the options for you, okay? So you mean you were a seller, right? Well, yeah, yes, yes. I have an Amazon. I have several publishing accounts on Amazon. I have a uh, a Prime Video, Amazon Prime Video, where I where we sell video downloads, and then I have a book that okay. I sell on Amazon. I published a book on well, a book publishing company published a book on Amazon. And it's published on Amazon, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not getting any of the royalties for the book sales. I'd like to know what's going on. Oh, okay. Royalties for book sales. Okay. And my Amazon Prime Video account, they're the royalties. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'd like to know what's going on with the royalties. I, I used to get a deposit on the 29th of every month from uh, royalty sales mm-hmm. that we made on the, on Amazon. And... and uh, they, they stopped now, so I'd like to know what's going on. Okay. Uh, yeah, let me just double-check that one for you, okay? Can you provide me the email address on that account so that we can double-check? The email address for which account? 
Uh, the one that you have a problem with, Prime Videos. Public domain. Let's go with public domain. Public domain DVD at gmail.com. Again, that was public domain DVD at gmail.com. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay, just a second. Let me just double check this one for you. Okay, before I can help you, I'll be needing to send you a request to confirm your account. This will go through the email address that you have provided to me, okay? Kindly hit... Whoa, 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 uh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. The email, that's my publishing account email address, okay? You can't send emails to that address. You can't send links to that address. But you can send, but the account was also associated with my personal email address, which is joegibsonishome at yahoo.com. So if you want to send me something there, that's fine. Okay. Joe Gibson. Joegibsonishome at yahoo.com. Why do you want to send me something? I don't understand. Just to check the uh, status of your Prime membership, because you mentioned that... I, I don't have a Prime membership. Uh, no, I don't have... A, I'm a seller. I'm a publisher. I'm a seller. Okay, let me just uh, double-check um, the right department for you, okay? Just a second... It's a, it's a demand publishing. It's on-demand publishing. That's what it is, a demand publishing account. Okay, let me just take a look. CreateSpace, this is back to you. I opened up these accounts back when CreateSpace was open, and then you guys assumed, uh, uh, bought out CreateSpace, and everything was supposed to be transferred over from CreateSpace to Amazon. And um, it's, it's, and the, the email that was associated with that was publicdomaindvd at gmail.com. I mean, I could show you royalty. I could show you payments from that I've received from them, and uh, emails from you guys, and uh, I have every single email ever since we opened up the account back in 2009. And show you the remittance, remittance uh, uh, accounts, the royalties that we received. 
Uh, I mean, I, go, I can open up one right here for, like, for instance, uh, let me give you an example. It says, uh, these, like, for instance, uh, like, an affair to remember. It's a video download purchase, $55.68 I made for that month. Okay, uh, you know, uh, let's see here. That, that's uh, and all my titles. It, it, these are these are physical DVDs and video downloads that we, we, we that we sell on Amazon. Okay, uh, we do understand that. Um, and also, I have here, based uh, according to my lead, um, we can provide you. Um, the direct uh, contact us page for the Kindle, kdpamazon.com. Um, okay? Yeah, I know. I, I, yeah, I know about all that, the Kindle and everything. Uh, uh, but all they, all, but they, all they offer you is an email. I send them an email, and they don't know what I'm talking about. I mean, I, there's no customer oh, service line. Okay, okay. Just a second. Let me just connect you over, okay? Just a second. Nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything at all. Nobody, knows, no, nobody can help you. This is this this can this can go on all night. I'm trying to get the last email that they sent. Thank you for contacting Amazon. We're experiencing longer than normal wait times. We're sorry about this. We recommend contacting us through chat instead. Hi, welcome to Amazon customer service. I'm here to help you, first by finding your account, then by asking you a few questions to get the right help. Just so you know, this call may be recorded to provide you with the best support. Let's verify your account so I can better help you. We can do that through a text message, and it only takes a second. I've got your phone number pulled up here. Can I send you a text message to verify your account? Sure, why not? Okay, I just sent you the text to verify your account. You should get it within a few seconds. I've sent you the text to verify your account. Open the link to continue. If you didn't get it, press pound. This is this is this is this is this is ridiculous. 
Hello? 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 Who am I speaking to? SOS. SOS. Now you can't even speak to anybody anymore. I get a woman on the phone and she hangs up on me. Sorry, I wasn't able to verify your account. Now, I'd like to know how I can help you. You can take your time and talk to me, just like you would with a person, and I'll ask questions if I don't get it. So, tell me, why are you calling today? I'm recalling in regards to my publishing account. Sure, to get you to the right agent, can you please say a few words about what you need help with? I would like to help with royalty payments. Thanks. I'll get someone to help with this. We're experiencing longer than normal wait times. Instead of holding, oh we can keep your place in line and call you back in the next 10 minutes. Three, oh God. four, seven, four, nine, eight, zero, 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 five. Press 1 to receive a call back on this number. Press 2 to receive a call back on a different number. Press 0 to instead wait for an agent. Sorry, we cannot understand your selection. A customer service associate will be with you shortly. Just a moment. An associate will join you shortly. Here we go. very important to us and will be answered by the first available customer service representative. Now, just for one example, there's a book that's published about me on Amazon, and, and, and they're selling it, and I don't get paid for it. It's my book. Thank you for holding. Your call is very important to us and will be answered by the first available customer service representative. What happened to the first one? I'm to that person. Hello? Thank Hello? you for getting connected. My name is Akib. May I have your name, please? Yes, my name is Joseph Gibson. How are you doing today? Frustrated as usual because I can't seem to get any answers from anybody. 
What happened? Please tell me. Well, I'm calling in regards to my Amazon accounts that I have. I'm a publisher on Amazon, mm -hmm. and and I sell products on Amazon. And one of them is a book, for instance. Uh, and I'm not getting any of the royalties uh, from that. And so let me give you the emails associated with this with these accounts. Well, my one email would be Joe Gibson is home at yahoo.com and the other one would be public domain dvd at gmail.com now the book is associated with the joe gibson is home at yahoo.com and i have a, a a book that's published on amazon right now it's published it's, it's it's for sale people have been buying it but i'm not getting any of the royalties why is that okay no issues uh let me check can I go ahead and place a call on hold for two minutes? Would that be okay so that I can check? Sure. Sure. Thank you. everybody doing tonight? You could waste your life away doing this. You really could. I actually found the last email that they sent me. And the address, actually, I've never seen this before, actually, the address for uh, uh, trade, uh, see, trademarks, a very fine print, Amazon is the affiliate, Amazon Affiliates. 1200 12th Ave Suite, 1200 Seattle, Washington. Uh, 98144-2734. That's, uh, that's for Amazon Author Central team. So, first time I ever looked at that address, actually. So let me, uh, let me Google that address. Amazon.com company profile, Seattle, Washington. So, we got several different addresses now associated with this here. Um, 
Amazon Business Details, Better Business Bureau, Amazon Better Business Bureau Profile, Amazon Seattle, Washington, Pacific Medical Center, Beacon Hill, Amazon Web Services, Shop Amazon, wonder what that's about, Web Services. Thank you for being on the line so patiently. Yeah, I appreciate your patience other, and understanding. Yeah. I got another thing for you. The last email I got from you, it says, Hi, Joseph Gibson. We are emailing you because we have received re- requests to access Amazon Author Central from authors whose books you publish and on Kindle Direct Publishing, and we need your help to verify their identity. Please click the Review Request button. And, if, and, I keep do, and when I do that, I get nothing. So that's just one of the other problems. But go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. All right, so I would like to tell you, sir, we were working on your concern, but uh, we lost our screen due to some technical issue. Uh, can you please give us a call back barely in five minutes or ten minutes? Give you a call back in ten minutes? Yes, absolutely. Okay, call you back in ten minutes. Okay, what number do I call? Thank number? you so much. Uh, this is the same number. Yes, absolutely right. All right, thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. All right. Call back in 10 minutes. I've got technical issues going on. <laughs> How about that one, everybody? they got technical issues. Call back in 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, Lord. And this, this is, this, trust me, you can do this. I've done this before where I started, like I was like be bored one night. Because and, and, I've done it. I'm never going to get anywhere with them. I'm never going to get any answers. Nobody's ever going to reimburse me the one hundred, two hundred thousand dollars in royalties that they owe me. I mean, it started out at sixty-four thousand, but it, you know, given a rough estimate, it's, it's about two hundred thousand now. Uh, so they owe me that money, and people say, "Well, I'd go get it if I were you." Well, get what from who? Ghosts? They're not going to pay me. They're not going to pay me my money. They're not going to pay me. This is what they do to people. You know, they take your product, they take your intellectual property, they take your trademark, they take what you own, and they start selling it on their platform, their multi-billion-dollar platform, and 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 they screw you. What are you going to do? Sue them? You're not going to get anywhere with them. You're not going to win anything. You're not going to go nowhere. They've got lawyers on on standby just to handle people like you. And, and and this is what I'm talking about. These are the criminal cartels. They own everything. I started out the show here tonight with, with George Carlin. They own you. They own everything. And and the thing of it is, nobody cares. Nobody thinks nobody's gonna come to anybody's aid or rally or nobody's gonna stand up and and, and say, Yeah, I mean there's probably tens of thousands of people that got complaints just like mine. And but nobody's gonna unite, nobody's gonna come together, nobody's gonna put a stop to it. Nobody's going to join hand in hand and stand up and, and, and battle this thing. We're not we're not farmers from back when the founders were around. You know, we're, we're all not living right now. What would they be doing? Say 1776 right now or 1773. What would you be doing right now if we were back in that time? We wouldn't be on the computer. We wouldn't be sitting in our house with lights on. We'd be sitting under candlelight probably or underneath a fire. Okay, and and as dark, it'd be pitch black, dark outside because they didn't have street lights back then. So, you know, so if you had to go out and use the bathroom, it'd be pitch black dark in the outhouse. So, so, so you know what you're doing? You're going to bed this time of night, and you wake up at the crack of dawn, and you wake up and you went to work. 
and, and, and you know, he probably if you worked in town, he did something in the blacksmith or whatever, you know, same kind of jobs they had back then. But, you know, and or if you were a farmer, most likely you're a farmer because most people had to grow their own food. And that was it. And the kids would go off to school and that was your day. You know, there was nothing to do. You weren't driving around in your car. You weren't going. You weren't going to watch football games. You weren't being entertained. There wasn't TV. There was no music. There was no concerts. There's nothing. There was no casinos. There was. There was nothing going on. You weren't. You know. So what? Of course, when people got screwed over, they came together and they fought because they had nothing else to fight for. Back then, there was nothing to fight about. But your freedom. Today, nobody's going to sacrifice all they have and what they are and who they are to fight for you or fight for me. Yeah, we're going to go – we, we maybe find a good project in electing people or running for public office, and we put it up to – you know, and, and, and people get involved with that. And that's a good, uh, noble mission to stand up and, and try to change the system. But in reality, once people vote for you, they don't want to hear from you no more. They don't want to be involved. They don't care. So, you know, so we'll just go from there. We'll play a quick commercial here and uh, go from there, everybody. You know, this is what it's all about. This is your new world order. I mean, this is what this is what it's all about. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. The end is coming close. It's coming near. And, and and I just don't know how else to rally the troops and get people together to stand up and fight. I've demonstrated here. We just called Amazon. You heard me get hung up on. And these people don't care. Nobody cares. It, the system is broken. It's broken badly. And we got a caller here. Let's, let's bring him on. Go ahead. There's me. Hey, Joe, you made a call uh, a while back. You made a call on your show tonight? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been calling people, yeah. <laughs> Called Amazon. Who'd you call? <laughs> Amazon. Who? Amazon. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, huh. exposing the corruption, you know. <laughs> oh, you're not going to reach it's been anybody an interesting at Amazon. Show. Yeah, well, yeah, I've reached a couple of few customer service people, but, uh, you know, you know how it goes. But, yeah, you know, I'm just well, trying to expose corporations. Dude. Yeah. Uh, so what's the agenda for tonight? I uh, I saw the headline, and um, so what's been going on? I came in before, but well, you were playing the clip, so I left. Oh, okay. Well, that was the agenda pretty much. I'm pretty much exposing the uh, the, the corporate crimes and, and trying to teach people and lecture people. I was to try to put the call out there. We've got a few people on the board, but nobody's putting their hand up tonight, so I guess nobody wants to talk, you know, so... Uh, I was on Liberal Dan's uh, show last night. I, he started crying at the end. <laughs> how, how did you get on? When I called in, he was telling people that he wouldn't be uh, he wouldn't pick up uh, callers. Yeah, he was on the he, yeah. he was talking to people on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the, when he was done with his guest, though, he took callers, and I was the first one that called in. Yeah, so you mm. you had to stick around there. You know, and they, oh, they were thrashing me in the chat room, man. Sarge was Sarge stayed in there. Sarge stayed. He stayed, he kept the distance. He kept, uh, he, you know, he kept it going. So Sarge was arguing with him in the chat room. It was pretty good, actually. 
So, uh, but Dave, at the end You know there, what? Yeah, I'm going to set Sarge up on the, um, um, to be the moderator between him and Liberal Dan. Um, because um, it, finally, it has to come to an end, you know? Because this, this is the war of the world, practically, in terms of right versus left. I know. Nobody ever comes to a complete, um, a complete conclusion about, okay, is the right right on this particular issue or is the right wrong? Is the left right on this particular issue or is the left wrong? Everybody always walks away from a debate with the same opinions that they had before the debate. Exactly. So we need exactly. a debate You're that will be influential. That's what I'm trying to get to, Joe. I want results and I want an end game solution, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, at least, if I'm wrong, I'm at least wrong. show the people. Yeah, I mean, at least show the people in a logical way, you know, what the road and the pathway is for the journey. But people don't, you know, yes. oh, you know what? I'm going to be on a show tomorrow, right? I told you about that. It will probably yep. be the the last show that I do uh, for for this particular person because um, she has been. She's been in the, in the trenches herself for over 20 years trying to help the incarcerated, right? I'm hoping that you will appear yep. on the show to give us some hope. But she's had yeah. stuff done to her. Like, for example, her family has, um, in a way, betrayed her. An organization she founded years ago was taken and was taken away from her. So she's kind of given up, you know? So yeah. um, I'm going to be um, doing, the, doing the show once because of... You know, without resources. Well, how was it taken without, away from her? Uh, how was her organization taken away from her, Joe? Just we got time here. Well, how how was it taken away? Well, she had left it in the hands of people who had, um, you know, legally um, used some loopholes to take the organization away. So Jeez. they did it. Unbelievable. You know? Well, that's those are the things that happen. Crimes, you know. I mean, you got to continue fighting. Absolutely. You know? I mean, she got robbed. You know, she got Absolutely. robbed. Absolutely. So I mean. It, you can't blame her feeling the way that she does. So she's feeling, you know, she's also doing like two, one to two shows a day trying to help out the incarcerated. So she's burning the candle at both ends in a way. So she's, um, you know, she's, she's really gassed out. So she needs help, and everybody needs help. But without doing uh, the major persons, doing the, you know, the, the elbow grease themselves, they're really not going to get anywhere because without them inspiring others, then other people do not have a reason to really come in and help. But so that's the reason, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of organizations or semi-organizations or groups or coalitions, they only go so far and then they drop out. You know, they just fall exactly. flat in space. Nobody sticks to stay the course. Everybody says, well, that that's not my, group, my, my area, you know, uh, that's not my field. You have to call this person to handle that, you know, or, or you have to call this person to handle this. You know, that's a bunch of crap, you know. It, 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 and that ego can involved, got, too. Yeah, yeah. We've got to, you know, listen, I, I see we're in a very peculiar time right now because everything that's going around on in the world, everything that's happening, people just don't see any. I saw this coming when Biden was getting elected. I saw this coming. I said, we're going to be in for very bad times, and people are starting to lose hope and their, and their, and their, and their willingness to fight, you know? I mean, they're just, they're just giving up, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what disturbs me? What? You know what I read about uh, about a week or so ago? You know, no, we've what? always been talking about how, how dumbed down America's becoming, right? So when we say yeah. dumbed down, we usually talk about the kids in college and how the, um, you know, academics have been taken over by, you know, the Marxists and the cl- 
cloud, uh, coward or cloud pivot type of strategy. What I read yeah. a few about a week or so ago was that the kids in like fifth grade, sixth grade, they have reached the lowest scores ever in the history of the United States. Yeah, yeah. Wow, well, I, I, I saw. I think I heard a report. Yeah, yeah. That's sad. You know what That's that? Do you know what that bodes for the future of America? That means we won't have good. future scientists. We won't have future researchers. We won't have future politicians. I'm honest. We won't have. Uh, Good uh, voters who know how to vote, know how to grill politicians, who know how to think critically. Holy yeah. Jesus, you know. Oh, I know. God, I'm thinking, un-fucking-believable. The lowest in, in the history of the United States? Yeah. I, yeah. It's bad, Joe. It's bad. I mean, I think maybe we need a war. Maybe we need to knock everything down and, 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 and things have to be destroyed. We need a rebuilding phase. You know, I think we've had it good for too long, and people just don't have the energy and the gumption to stand up and fight anymore. The will. People don't know what it's like to lose your freedom. No, they don't. Nobody knows what it's like to have really not don't. have nothing, you know? I mean, well, it's that, bad. that I'm all for. I mean, if you have, like, an economic collapse for which um, people can uh, can regroup and um, and heal from. I'm, you know, in a way, I'm for that because the loss of lives will be minimal. But to have a war, I, and I was telling somebody today, I would rather have a nuclear war in which I would die in a split second than to have the kind yeah. of war that would leave, um, you know, gangs out there in the street that would make an ec- not only that, but an economic collapse. In addition to that, the politicians retreating into bunkers um, to have uh, maybe EMPs or take down um, the, the, um, the electrical grid. Because, you know, I'll tell you one, another thing people haven't, you know, <laughs> haven't experienced. Loss of electricity, loss of food, mm-hmm. loss of transportation. Yeah. They don't know what it's like. Yeah. Farmers, farmers, farm life. You know, farm life was so down to earth. I had the opportunity of experiencing that when I was a teenager, actually, when I was 13 and 14 and 15. My uncle had a huge uh-huh. dairy farm out in Wisconsin, and I would go out there and work during the summers, and it was the, probably the best time of my life, actually, you know, where, where I got to see nature work, and I had no worries. You had everything out for you. You know, the, the, yeah, you had your land. You had food, plenty of food all the time. We always had plenty of food. We always had an abundance of the things right. that we need, you know. Right. And, and, I mean, and the stuff we didn't need, we didn't care about, you know, because mm-hmm. we had so much to do every day on the farm. You know, there was always something yeah, to do. Yeah, people should really com- – yeah. And I hear you because I actually commune with nature on a semi-regular basis because when I take a look up in the skies – and see the blue skies, and see the clouds billowing past, you know, and you see the streams, and you see the beautiful mountains, and you ask yourself, if you're at peace with nature, and if you're at peace with yourself, you can really walk the path of, um, of, of a healthy life. So I hear you yeah. when you say that's the happiest part of your life. You know, you're out there milking cows or helping your uncle yeah. with, uh, you know, with the chores. You're out there breathing fresh air. you got your feet on the grass. You're, you're touching the ground. Um, yep. You really commuting with nature? Hell yeah! On the tractor, on the tractor, driving the tractor, cutting the hay, you know, and you know the big tractor, you know, and, and it's uh, the machinery. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're tired, but you, and then you know, my, my the family would get together, cook a nice meal, and then you'd all sit there, you know, watch a little bit of TV, and it was <laughs> yeah. time to go to bed, you know. 
Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was was inner peace. Yeah. But today we don't have that. We don't have families. Families working, uh, they're, they're out working their job with the mother and father. The family's divided. You know, the kids are running the streets, getting into trouble. They're not, you know, it's, 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 there's no bedtime. I mean, we were in bed by 8.30 at night, 9 o'clock at night, you know, on the farm, up at 5 a.m. Boom, oh, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, yeah. and, I mean, and some, <laughs> take an afternoon nap sometimes. It was just, we're, there was no stress. You know, it was just there, you know. I mean, yeah. you, you had the, you know, <laughs> it was just peaceful. And, and that's what we got. And, and, and we don't have those anymore. Something too. You're talking about your uncle's farm, and you're talking about the lack of uh, family values today. Holy shit! The families. Yeah. I always blame the parents today. If you, I don't care if yeah. you live in a slum. If you're, a, if you're, if you have a nuclear family, if you have a father or a mother, you're responsible for making sure that that kid can navigate through that uh, through that ghetto and grow up to be a healthy, strong, responsible person. Yes, you've got kids, right. you've got temptations. But your responsibility is to make sure you brought the kid into the world. The kid did not ask to be here. That's your responsibility. Yeah. You know? Yep. And then you like have last, women like today last night. who want to compete it's with like men. like last night, Joe. And they don't, yeah. Well, I want to say this. It was, this was like last night with the liberals with abortion. She's talking about abortion, this woman that's running for political office down in Louisiana. She says getting pregnant uh-huh. was a tragedy. It's a tragedy to get pregnant. A tragedy. <laughs> That's how they view it. A tragedy. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you know, that's you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to tell you something that's strange. I'm for abortion. You know why? It's not for any reason anybody else has. It's because I believe that if you take 90% of the people who ever lived on this planet, okay, especially from, from let's say, the 1800s up, and if you asked them after they died, would they want to come back and live their life over again? How many people, what percentage, let's say out of 100 million people who were asked that question, what percentage of people, now spirits, would want to live their life over again? Probably zero. <laughs> Just about. Just about. You know? Right. Just about. I mean, okay, and, I asked, and I've asked people periodically, would you want to be immortal? People think about it. I say no, okay. And I say, look, you never get sick. You never, you never hurt. You never, uh, you never, you will never feel pain. You will never grow old. You can pick any age you want, but you have to stay on this planet in order to remain immortal. You can't travel to other planets. You have to stay here, and you have to watch your family die. You have to watch your best friends die. You have to watch the culture die. You still want to be immortal? Dad. I've had nobody yeah. ever said yes. Well, there's still, yeah, again, like I said, it's the stress of the of the daily life today. We're not in touch with each other. Yeah. I mean, how many people really care about each other? I mean, how many people will go all out for you know, Good point. go all out for the next man? You know, nobody cares. Good point. Nobody cares. Yeah, shake somebody's hand. They don't care. They forgot all about you. You know. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I know. You know, I mean, me, 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 though, me I care about people. Uh, you know when I when I worked for people when I was doing the landscaping business and whatnot I you know I would be on a job I cared about my job I cared about making the person happy you know I mean and and, and I and I know the I still know all my customers to this day I know who they are if I was to bump into them because you know and I didn't I don't forget about them I don't you know I I always wonder how people live how they are you know how they're doing you know but people t- but yeah. most people today don't care they don't care. You know, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's, I know. It's like 
you walk into Walmart and they, you go to the cash register, have a nice day. You know, they, they don't care. You don't care You're about right. having a nice day. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my biggest um, uh, daily bugaboos. When you, not just Walmart. Well, Walmart, if you had um, a natural American cashier, you would have somebody somewhat decently um, take care of your transaction. But if you got to go, if you have to talk to immigrants, in particular immigrant women, right, they don't give yeah. a fuck. Yeah. Uh, it's like they don't even say hello to you. They might say hello to you, you know, depending upon their training. They may not, they don't even want to pack your bag sometimes. Well, on, on some rarer cases because, oh, my God, COVID is here. I, I might get COVID. I had, to talk, I had to call over a manager for him to tell the goddamn cashier who was a Muslim immigrant, you know, to pack my bag. <laughs> you know? Uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it, yeah, that's another thing, COVID, that really screwed up. I mean, that was the final nail in the coffin to shut society out oh, from God, each other. Yeah. I mean, that, oh, that's shit. just the isolation. And, <laughs> no, I, I, it's, it's terrible. Again, if we were all on a farm, it, that COVID wouldn't bother us. It wouldn't bother you, you know. I mean, it's just it's no. it's. I, I I don't know what the answer is, really, Joe. I mean, I, I mean, you say I know you're not a Bible believer. I know you don't, you know, and you don't. Uh, I don't know what your spirituality, you know, worshiping a God or whatnot. But I tell you what, evil is definitely taking over the planet. And uh, oh, I believe and, it. And, you know, just because bad. I'm an atheist doesn't mean I don't believe in evil, evil versus good. I believe. Yeah, it. no. I believe that I know. that the alien. I believe that this this pop. Um, the, the bloodlines, you know, the 13 bloodlines, the Grothschilds, et cetera, they may be or they may be very well influenced by aliens, inter, either interdimensional aliens or out-of-space aliens. And the reason why I or say demonic. that is not because, yeah, not because they're demonic. You know, they may have demons inside them, and if they do, then they're definitely, you know, um, alien species. But the reason why I say that is because, as you're aware, People like Bill Gates, they want to blot out the sun. They want to take away carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. Are you yeah. fucking crazy? <laughs> you want to kill Well, you know what planet. it is, Joe? Is, is, <laughs> these people that are rich, these people that are filthy rich, Joe, they're filthy rich, right? Mm -hmm. They lose touch with that, that working and that they're, they're not in touch with reality. You know, you, you ever, you, you know, you ever, like, make that comment when you were a kid, oh, they're rich and stuck up, you know, like, they think they're better than us, you know, because, you know, right. and it's really, they, it's not, you know, and that's true in a way, but it's because they don't live like us. They don't live day to day like us. They don't think about the things we think about, you know, they're, 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 they're I mean, uh, when you have a lot to lose, I guess, with money, you're always afraid or you're always paranoid that other people are trying to take it from you. So you live in that, that type of other world where if, you know, that you're not in touch with the regular working man or the poor. You know, I mean, you know, even the generous rich people, you know, they live in another world. You know, look at you, you know, like oh, you're football games. Of course games they do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and it's sad. It's sad. You know, I don't know. But you know what? I don't thing, have all though, the answers. Even though they're... <laughs> They're out of touch with the, the, the middle class, the poor class. They're out of touch with the other humans who are not in their, um, in their stratosphere of wealth. That is, is so true. But at the same time, have you ever known any psychotic arsonist? I'm using this as an example. You know, let's take an example of a psychotic arsonist whose major goal it is to burn down buildings, right? Because he's psychotic. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. heard of a psychotic who ever just woke up and said, you know, today I'm going to burn down another building with me in it. 
No. <laughs> no. Right? No. <laughs> no. So that's why I that's why when you when I take a look at Bill Gates and uh, maybe Warren Buffett as well and Oprah Winfrey and all these billionaires um, and they're um, you know they're coming together to try to convince people you got to eat bugs you need to blot out the sun because of global warming and um, you know the tornadoes oh yeah harp is probably creating the weather that we're having today but the reason why I say they're aliens is because alien if you're going to terraform the planet then these people they're going to die with the planet so why would they do that yeah yeah why would they why would they I, they I, were I don't doing, know why they were aliens. well yeah yeah because they're going you to know, form uh, the planet into a swamp into something which human beings will not be able to live in then who's going to live there they can't if they're human they can go underground or they're just why evil. do they want to go underground or they yeah, hate life so they, much that they don't the, care about their own you know <laughs> well, of course, I can see them destroying the entire human race, but why do you want to destroy the planet as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How could you be angry at the planet? What has the planet done to you, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you still need air, you still need oxygen, you still need to eat, you still need water, but if you're going to destroy the water supply, if you're going to destroy the food supply, if you're going to blot out the sun, you can't live on this planet. So why are you creating a dead planet in which you're going to die? Are you that psychotic? Yeah, true. I don't think so. Yeah, I think you're true. alien. Well, Joe, Joe, promote the show for tomorrow night because because uh, uh, I'm going to get ready here to wrap it up. I only got a couple minutes left, and they're going to be cutting me off anyway. Oh, okay. uh, promote the show. Right. I can give the phone number out too. I need the phone number too for that show. You got it? Um, I, okay. If I I don't have it offhand, but it's called Shedding okay. Light. It's at 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And it is owned by a woman named Leona. I will be the host for two hours. And then I will go on to Robert's show, where you will get your surprise. <laughs> I don't have a phone <laughs> number for either show. Um, okay. But um, those, you know, but the first show, uh, the one I'm going to host, is about trying to help the incarcerators that, so that when they do um, get out of prison, they're not going to be a threat to society. Society will treat them humanely. They will be able to get jobs. They'll be able to uh, take advantage of the resources so that they'll be able to get um, adequate housing. And they will, you know, hopefully turn their, um, their emotional um, the state of um, emotion, state of mind around so that, you know, because being in prison, as you know, it, it creates PTSD. It creates despair. It creates anger. Hurt people hurt people. And that should be something yeah. which people, you know, I'm not a humanitarian, but I'm thinking – the more people, if, if the fewer people, let's say, who get out of prison with mental and emotional problems, the more safe we as Americans are. So yep. that's why I, decided, you know, I, I accepted her invitation to be the host for tomorrow. And then, of course, as you know, Robert has his show, and um, hopefully you'll be there, and the, the other regulars will be there. So you know, okay. that's that. Well, it says right here. It says right here. It says join. It says join. It says join us Friday at 7 p.m. Call in number six five seven three eight three one six three zero. Leona Abraham uh, Band. How do you spell her last name? Brando. Brandy. Brando. 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 Okay. Host for Blog right. Talk. Shedding light. Okay. That's a good, uh, that's uh, okay. So that's that's the phone number. I just gave it out to everybody. Again, six five seven three eight three one six three zero, and that's tomorrow night at 9 p.m. East. 
excuse me, 7 p.m. Eastern. No, I'm sorry, 7 p.m. Eastern. 7 p.m. Yep. 7 p.m. Yep. 7 p.m. Eastern. And then you got Robert's show, Conservative Nation. Conservative Nation, that's at 9 p.m. East. 9 p.m. East. Yep. And that's where supposedly I'm getting a surprise with some other people, I guess. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you and Sally and Laurier will be getting a surprise. You, you'll like it. You know, it's up to you to either accept it or uh, reject the surprise. You know, it's nothing to okay. be forced okay. out of anybody's throat. But it's something okay, which, well, um, you know, I think you'll enjoy Okay, well that sounds that sounds that sounds that sounds fun. Conservative Nation. I don't have their phone number here yet. Uh, I'm trying to get get it real quick. Conservative Nation. I, but yeah. Uh, um, uh, yeah. I can't I'm get, it to get it either. Actually. I'm using I'm using the app that has the, uh, That's the phone fine. number and, That's I fine. and I can't get it until I hang up. <laughs> yeah, be, I understand. I understand. Uh, but now, now you want me to call into the call into the first show too, right? The first show with Leona, right? Yeah, if you have the time, because, you know, you have the experience of how the government corruption has affected you personally as being somebody who was, um, you know, in prison. What they did unjustly and how they, have, they escaped retribution. And I want them to pay, too. I want all people who, who declare war on human beings for no reason whatsoever outside of ego and, and, and being psychotic, I want them to pay. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, oh, look, I type in conservative nation. Look at what I got. I got Warren popping up here. Why is Warren popping up there? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, like, he was on the show a few times, I guess. But um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but, you know, um, for him to do what he did, um, I thought the First Amendment uh, might have protected his speech. But then Laurieann pointed out to me about how he defamed, literally defamed people, and then how... I took a look at the definition of defamation and then the definition of slander, and it's, and it's a good thing that uh, BTR got rid of him because he was slandering yeah. people. He was trying to ruin the image and reputation of people on BTR for no real reason. That is slander. That's right. So you can't that's have right. you can't have uh, you can't have slander. You can have yeah, that's right. People who don't like you, they can have an opinion that's bad about you, but to spread that kind of uh, venom. No, you can't have it. Well, the phone number the phone number for Conservative Nation is 646-478-5284, everybody. Uh, so tune in tomorrow night, 9 p.m. on that one. I'll be on that one also, with, and Joe will probably be there, too. It should, it should be a good one. It should be two good shows with, a, with, with powerful ratings. So uh, a lot of people need to tune in and, and check it out. So, But, Joe, they're going to cut me off here, so uh, I appreciate okay. it. Okay. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow All night. All right, Joe. See you tomorrow All right, night. take care. All right. I'll take it easy. All right, now. take care. All right, take it easy. And everybody else, I want to say thank you for tuning in tonight. I appreciate it. I'm guess I'm going to wrap up the show here. Um, uh, we'll just play here for the Republic here. One minute of that. And then uh, good night, everybody. Be safe. God bless the Republic. Take care of yourself out there. God save the Republic. Our fathers appealed to heaven. What did heaven do? Heaven heard. Heaven heard. Our fathers said they would treat all men equal. When they did not, heaven saw. Heaven saw. Our fathers fought each other and paid a great price. Father Abe kept the Union, but not the Republic. We forgot the Republic and placed our trust in man and suffer oppression. We appeal to heaven. What did heaven do? 
Heaven heard. Heaven heard. God save the Republic.